Okay, so now, having completed uh, Tzadivav, the second of the two prakit, the second parak, which we say is part of Kabbalah Shabbos. So we begin our next one with Tzadi Zion, which should hopefully appear on your screen. Make it bigger. Now it's there? Okay, great. Okay, so we move on. This is still going, this pair also is going to continue this contrast between the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu interacts, uh, the way the nations of the world are going to see God at the time of the Gula versus how Klai Yisrael sees it. In the Siddur that I've been using, so they say, the, their introductory remark to this particular parak is, Gam Mizmorzeh, that this parak also, Amru Moshe Rabbeinu al Esagula was said by Moshe Rabbeinu, as he prophesies about the future redemption, something which is very important for us at this particular time in November or Marcheshvan uh, of 2023, Tafshin where we should not despair from the Gula. Sometimes when things seem really dark and see, it seems that things are collapsing around us, so we begin to uh, to despair from having a, a gula natural response when things are not uh, are completely not going your way to experience despair. So Moshe Rabbeinu comes along to give us some chizuk, and he comes along to remind us that everything is going to be okay. Ki besofa shaldavar in the the chizuk which we're which we're supposed to derive from this parak is Moshe Rabbeinu assures us that besofa shaldavar that at the end. That ultimately the nations of the world are going to be embarrassed and humiliated by the way they behaved and by their beliefs. And ultimately all of them are going to be consumed by a fire which completely surrounds them. So there's going to be a siege of fire around them. And in contrast to the nations of the world, are going to be surrounded and consumed by fire. So those who serve Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Yagilu veYismuchu berosam Yeshuas Hashem, they are going to rejoice and experience great simcha when they see God's salvation. So here again, we're going to see this tremendous contrast between how uh, the uh, how the Jewish people are going to experience the the gula and how the nations of the world are going to experience gula as well. Okay, so let's start uh, this parak. Let's see what we could get ourselves through uh, today. So we say, first pasuk is, Hashem Malach Tagel Haaretz. So when Hashem reigns, this is again referring to this future event, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to reveal himself as the king, and it's going to be evident to everybody. So the Aretz, the land, is going to rejoice. Yismuchu Iyim Rabim. And the multitude of isles or islands, sorry for the uh, the, uh, the the English there. The multitude of I- islands will be glad. So, what exactly does that mean? So he says that uh, that uh, the Mitzvahs David explains that in the future, when Akash Baruch Hu reveals himself as the king of the entire universe, so the entire world is going to rejoice. And when we met, go ahead and mention the islands, we're not talking about islands that the physical island itself is going to rejoice. But rather we're talking about is, the Mitzvah's David says that it's Yoshvei Iye Hayam. That's the, it's the island inhabitants who are going to rejoice as well. And we'll see now in the in the Malbim 
why we need to go ahead and emphasize the fact that even Islanders are going to go ahead and rejoice. Nothing to do with the hockey team. But the uh, that the people who live on islands are going to rejoice as well. So we say, Malbim explains, Mevire, so we explain, that when we, HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals his Malchus, reveals his kingdom, in this way, how Hashgacha uh, Pratis, how divine providence is able to interact and exist within Teva, within nature, so this is going to lead to Gila. Remember, we, I told you to keep in mind from the last parak that Gila is a new event which triggers a happiness, not an ongoing constant happiness, but something which is new. That the earth as a collective unit, as a collective body, is going to experience joy. And as we explained, Gila is a term that we use for a new uh, a new event which occurred, which is a cause for joy. Because in the time of the Gula, the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu interacts with the world is now going to be seen as something which is new and never experienced for. Because mankind is now going to acknowledge, is now going to see how all of nature included this capacity of reward and punishment. And yet, what we say is that when it comes to the those who are on the islands, so they are going to experience simcha. So why is it that the islanders, the island people are going to experience simcha, which is the ongoing constant joy? So he says, because this is coming to emphasize that we're going to go ahead and see that nature is not something which individualizes. The perception of the world, of the nations of the world, is that that nature is something which applies universally to everybody the same, and they don't see divine providence within that. Aval, hashkocha b'emtza lo yeshinui teva b'avur prat echad. But the divine providence, as it manifests itself through nature, so you're not going to see any change in science, in the rules of science whatsoever, uh, on behalf of an individual. Because when when the hashgacha, when divine providence is able to impact a particular individual, shezene is godly. That's what we would call an overt, an obvious miracle. Rak Hashem yarech teva klalis onish. But, as we said, that the way nature is going to unfold is, it's going to, HaKadosh Baruch is going to reward and punish all within the laws of nature. So he says, um, and he goes ahead and he, I uh, will read his mashal. He says, the mashal, that the, the amount of rainfall for the year is going to be based on people's behavior. And when there's an amount of rainfall, so it's not, HaKadosh Baruch Hu does not run the world where the rainfall falls on the gardens of Tzadikim in one way, but the next door, who's a Russia, it's going to rain differently. Once there's rain in a particular region, it's going to rain pretty much the same for everybody in that region. So the joy which people are going to experience, that's going to be felt collectively. The new joy, the uh, not the ongoing, but the, the Chiddush 
of uh, seeing hashkacha pratis, that's going to be felt by mankind collectively, not individually. Avalo be'iyei But it's not going to be experienced in a unique and different manner by individual islands. Shehem yismechu besimcha tamidis kefi Because they're only going to experience the general joy, which is the collective joy of everybody. Because as we've said, that Baruch Hu is going to direct nature in a way which is going to match with divine providence. That don't, that's going to be the intermingling of them, or that's the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu coded nature so that the Hashkacha Pratis, divine providence, will be able to express itself all within the parameters of nature. That's one of the great miracles of the world. To the point where we could easily be misled into thinking that everything which HaKadosh Baruch Hu does is completely nature, and there is no Hashkach at all. But But once HaKadosh Baruch Hu goes out and reveals divine providence, so then, So then, the, the, uh, it's not going to be adjusted based on individuals. Unless it's going to occur in the second, uh, the second manner, because yeah, for Hakadosh Baruch Hu to go ahead and do something which is special and unique for one individual, that already is miraculous, and that is already something which Hakadosh Baruch Hu generally does not do, only on special occasions. So, like when the Gemara talks about how. You know, for one tana, uh, vinegar went ahead and uh, burned as oil does for uh, for a special sadik or whatever other uh, miraculous events uh, t- uh, uh, the Gemara records. So those are miraculous because Akash Baruch Hu is now uh, showing us hashgacha pratis as it applies to an individual rather than as it applies collectively to uh, to everybody. But this is something which that's is is a unique occurrence, and it's not something which is expected. It's not something which is part of the normal functioning of of the world. Then he explains that Anan Varafel Savivav, that there's going to be clouds in darkness surround him. Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Sadik Omishbat Mechon Kiso, and righteousness and uh, judgment. And the foundation of his throne. What does this mean? So he says that the darkness in the clouds, so that is going to be to uh, that's going to be the area where Kashbarhu is going to punish the Rishain. They're going to be in this dark area, this dark uh, spot hidden from uh, from view. And that is where they are going to recognize Akashbarhu's judgment in the foundation of his throne, because they're going to acknowledge Akashbarhu's judgment is accurate and is precise. And then in this uh, pasuk, also we have tzedek mishpat. So the Malbim explains that the term mishpat, also two synonymous terms. So the Malbim explains that mishpat is when you follow the law, whatever the law as stated. So mishpat is when you follow that. Tzedek is when you go beyond the letter of the law. When I extend myself, I'm uh, I'm I'm gracious to a person who's not really deserving of it. The law says that the person should be penalized. The law says that a person is, should should be punished. But tzedek is when you go beyond what, uh, and you are lenient with a person, uh, beyond what the, uh, the the law says. So that is the tzedek and mishpat. And they are mechon kiso. These are the foundations of God's throne. They are, uh, that the 
the foundation of God's throne is the tzedek and mishpat, which allows him to interact with all of mankind, giving the quote-unquote reward and punishment for the behavior. So here, the Malbim explains, he says, Mitzayer, Mitzad Hazeh, Shashkacha Nisteres, he says that what's being described over here is a hidden form of divine providence. That's the clouds and the darkness. So this is where they, there's divine providence there, but it's not for everybody to observe. Not everything which is happening does everybody need to observe. Because many people are going to think, this is the way many people in the, in the world think, that people think that the world runs according to nature, as designed or as planned or as impacted by the constellations in the sky and all of those different things. Uh, and they're going to think, and the mashal which is given is uh, by David Amalek is that there's going to be a thick cloud and a thick darkness which surrounds him so that nobody should see and nobody should ascertain what exactly is going on. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, is going to conceal this part of the divine province. And even though we're not necessarily going to see it, we're going to acknowledge that this is the foundation of God's throne and this is the foundation of how he rules the world. You can think of it in some regards, like what we know happened to Klaiso by Makas Choshech. So during Choshech, we know that, uh, the, the Midrashim tells us, Chazal teaches, that an enormous number of people died. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu is definitely doing, uh, uh, exercising some Hashkacha practice, divine providence, in deciding who ultimately is going to leave Mitzrayim and who's not going to leave Mitzrayim. But he did so in darkness. He did so in a way where we didn't actually see it directly. It was only something which uh, um, which we found out about a- after the fact. Now, um, then we say that in this darkness, so or around this, so there's going to be a shlafan of telech, that there's going to be fire, which goes before him, usilahet saviv tzarav. And it's going to burn, it's going to surround, that's the saviv. Usalahit, lahat, means to burn, sarav, all of, his, all of his enemies. And the reason why, the, uh, the, the Radak says, the reason why that the fire is going to surround them is we want to make sure that there's no escape. There's no tunnels to be able to, uh, to escape uh, uh, you know, beneath buildings and to be able to emerge somewhere else. It's going to be something which is going to completely sur- surround them. Malbim explains, here is a short commentary, that Yitzayah, um, yeah, Yitzayah, the, the picture which David Amelch is painting over here is, that from the cloud which surrounds God, there is going to be a fire which emerges, and lightning, and that fire is going to burn around all of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's enemies. And he, that is going to punish the Rishayim with the, with the divine providence. That, that's something which they are going to experience. And now the Pasuk continues and says, 
that his lightnings are going to are lighten the world. So he's going to be like flares, which are going. So even though the world at, at this moment is is experiencing a darkness, nonetheless, there's going to be these lightnings which are going to provide illumination. And as a result of this illumination, which takes place at the time of judgment, so then we're going to, earth is going to see, mankind, Rasa. So mankind is going to see and there's going to be trembling. So what exactly is the uh, the trembling? What are we going to see? So ultimately, as we said, the Radak explains that the judgment which HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to exercise, in which he's going to apply, so that is going to be visible to everybody, and that's going to lead to the inhabitants of the world. It's not that the earth itself is going to shake, but we're talking about the inhabitants of the world are going to see that, and they're going to sitter. I think is the correct uh, English term. So they're going to go ahead and they're going to tremble as a result of what that happens. Why is that? The, why is that so? So the Malbim explains that uh, that as uh, tasur So at this time, when their lightning comes on or these flares are shot up into the sky, so that we can now see around vatevel. So the inhabited world is now going to be filled with light from this lightning. And we're going to be able to see very clearly who is the one who's sending the lightning into the world. And these are all messengers of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to punish, when it comes time to punish the uh, Hashem's enemies. And when that is observed, so the world is going to see that, and the inhabitants of the world are going to tremble, they're going to shake when they see, when they now have this intense fear of sin, because obviously the intensity of the fear of sin is going to increase when we see right before our eyes the consequence for those who do not observe the mitzvahs, when they get punished. So when you actually see the punishment taking place, so then that's going to what's that's what's going to lead people to be very uh, frightened, the shaking, the trembling of the world. Now pasuk uh, vav, find it. Uh, yeah, then we say harim kadonag namasu. So the mountains are going to melt like wax. Mountains over here. The Mitzvah's David says that it's a muscle for haughty people, people who elevate themselves and think that they are on top of the world. So they are going to melt like wax. Milifne Hashem before Hashem. Milifne Adon Kalaretz as they face the master of the entire world. So now what the, this is, Malbim explains, also I think a relatively short comment, um, a little bit longer. So he says, And oops, sorry. No, plus, okay, sorry. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, I'll go back. No, no comment on that. And then Now, when this happens, as a Baruch Hu goes out and punishes the uh, the Rishayim, 
So what's going to happen is that the heavens are going to declare his righteousness and all of the nations are going to see HaKadosh Baruch Hu's honor. And this is something, this is going to be obviously the direct uh, 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 impact, the direct effect of seeing how the Rishayim are going to be punished in this uh, at the time of the uh, of the Gula. And the very heavens themselves, the powers in the heavens themselves, so they are going to be the ones who are going to announce the righteousness which HaKadosh Baruch Hu has done for the Jewish people. And on this, now the Malvin comments, he says, That at this time in the future, we're going to see and we're going to experience, we're going to realize that the conduct of heaven, the way the heavens work, the way the, the, uh, the sun and the moon and the stars and the constellations run is not something which is fixed and not something which is ultimately determined by Teva, it's not determined by science and by nature. But rather, even the functioning of the sun in the moon and all that, all of that is a subcategory of the righteousness and the judgment which HaKash Baruch Hu, uh, has, has, has um, um, uh, coded the world to be able to do. That's why we mean that the heavens are going to recount, are going to declare his righteousness. Why the heavens are going to declare his righteousness? Because we're going to see how through the heavens, the rain and whatnot, or the lack of rain, how mankind is, quote-unquote, punished or rewarded. But that's not something which is going to happen in pieces, but rather... It's not like some parts of the world are going to recognize and others not, but rather all of the nations are going to see HaKadosh Baruch Hu's honor. They're going to see his glory. What does it mean? I'm not sure what the, that the Rashi Tevos is uh, as of yet. I'm still trying to figure that out. But based on the way that we see the uh, scientific world, the, uh, the this constellations, so it seems to be that everything in the world is a is a is a uh, uh, um, is a result of some scientific principle. That ultimately everything can be explained scientifically. Whatever's happening in the world can be explained. Whether there's going to be global warming or whether we uh, there's climate change or whatever the most recent uh, term we use for that is. So although all of that can be cloaked in the form of science, but ultimately we're going to see that that people are going to go ahead and they're under the misimpression that the heavens uh, are, are not run according to righteousness and according to yashras, according to uh, um, judgment, justice. But rather, they are functions. They are going to revolve around what the obligations are. And even if it turns out that there's going to be negative things which happen to a, a tzaddik, and there may be Rishayim who experiences good things, so that is the way, that is a Olam Hazet type of perspective, that everything is set in nature, 
And if you look at things as if everything runs according to the laws of nature, so then, in, according to the laws of nature, we don't differentiate between a tzaddik and a rasha. So whatever's going to happen in this area, so everybody's going to be impacted, whether it's tzaddik, whether it's a rasha. And that's the way we generally perceive this world, how this world runs. But at the time of the gula, we're going to realize that that's not true. That there was very specific divine providence, and everybody's experience was designed specifically by God for a, a specific reason. And therefore, at that time, aval ata, but now, meaning at the time of Gula, Higidu Hashemayim Tzidko, that rather than thinking that what happens in the heavens and how the heavens impact our lives here is something which is just a, a consequence of science, we're going to realize that the heavens themselves are going to say, no, we were never subject to the laws of science. Our entire existence and our influence on the world, it was all the result of the behavior of Klal Yisrael, whether they were doing mitzvahs or they were not doing mitzvahs. And therefore, the heavens themselves are going to be the greatest witness to the fact that everything was under HaKadosh Baruch Hu's careful and direct watchful eye, rather than something which is uh, which is uh, subject to just the consequence of science, and that's the way things are, that, that's the way things unfold. And as a result of that, we'll see that once we have this recognition, that's what we talked about in the introduction, how there's going to be this revelation, of, there's going to be this humiliation and embarrassment that people realize that I should have realized all along that everything was under God's watchful, uh, watchful eye. And it will be embarrassing to realize how wrong they were. But that will have to wait, Mirza Hashem, until, uh, until next week. To find out the uh, the rest of this uh, the rest of the Parakzadi Zion over here. All right, everybody. So thank you, you very much.